It lays the predicate and the foundation for the development of a weather satellite that will permit man to determine the world's cloud layer and ultimately to control the weather and he who controls the weather will control the world. You may live to see man-made horrors beyond your comprehension. That's a quote from Nikola Tesla that will soon ring more true than most dare to imagine. As the human race hurls toward extremely near-term self-annihilation, how many are telling themselves that if they could just get their candidate elected, everything would take a turn for the better? A quote from Mark Twain on that front, if voting made any difference, they wouldn't let us do it. And who is the they? Those who control money printing, those who control the matrix, those who pit populations against each other with carefully crafted corporate media divide and conquer political propaganda. The elections are a facade, completely orchestrated to keep populations divided, distracted, and blindly believing that they have a say in the actions and behavior of the criminal cabal that masquerades as our government. About the threats we face, crop-crushing climate chaos continues to take an unimaginable toll on the planet's remaining food production. 20 million acres of farmland in the U.S. may be tainted by chemicals in sludge used as fertilizer. How about that? What kind of chemical sludge? Sewage sludge, which is being used by many farmers on top of glyphosate and other chemicals. And there's this headline from last week, a highly contagious strain of bird flu continues to plague farmers across the U.S. And another headline from last week, the banks collapsed in 2008, and our food system is about to do the same. All these headlines are from multiple sources. I don't want to cite a single source because there are generally many to every recent report I quote. Anyone can search them out online if they choose, just follow the headline. About that headline and our food system collapsing, last week the so-called experts warned that we should worry about economic, quote, stagflation. But soon, the primary concern for the living will be food, shelter, and water. If you don't believe that, you will soon, I'm sorry to say. Moving on, this, pollution responsible for one in six deaths across the planet, scientists warn. Report states toxic air, water, and soil are, quote, existential threats to human and planetary health. Of course they are, and we shouldn't need a science report to tell us this. And what's the single most ubiquitous form of contamination in the world by far? Global climate intervention operations, the spraying of hundreds of millions of tons annually of toxic elements into our skies, under the guise of mitigating the warming planet, when in fact we now know from science study, the most recent and most extensive, that it is only further exacerbating the warming of the planet. And yet this most recent study, which we covered on geoengineeringwatch.org, titled, Is It Game Over? You can find that under the recent and top story sections at geoengineeringwatch.org. This most recent science study that proves saturating the atmosphere with light-scattering toxic particles only provides very temporary cooling at the cost of a far worsened overall warming and a destruction of Earth's life-preserving atmospheric layer, starting with the ozone layer. And yet, 
Since this report, no major climate science institution has acknowledged it. None. Because they don't want to break business as usual. They're too invested in the matrix. They're too invested in the insanity to turn back. And the only way they will turn back is if each of us, all of us, help to carry this baton forward, help to reach a critical mass of awareness, and help to expose and stop the insanity in our sky. And if we don't do that, soon, very, very soon, unimaginably soon, nothing else will matter. And we can't breathe without sucking up, not just industrialized, militarized pollution from industrialized, militarized society, but the toxic elements from climate engineering and what else they're dispersing besides the elements we know. And we know that biological carriers like graphene are in the precipitation, thus they are in the aerosol dispersions happening in our skies. Mustn't we ask ourselves what those biological carrier platforms might be being used for? If we think that our government would not conduct biological experiments on U.S. populations, worse than experiments, that's simply delusion. There are hundreds of cases on the record of the U.S. military conducting open-air biological tests on U.S. populations without their knowledge or consent. It's historical record. Back to climate intervention operations, which is the crown jewel weapon of the military-industrial complex, a weapon, again, with which they can bring populations to their knees without those populations ever even knowing they were under assault. This headline on that theme. From last week, blackouts possible this summer due to heat and extreme weather officials warn. They're simply trying to condition people to accept what's coming about the extreme heat. We have ionosphere heaters like HARP in Alaska, of which there are perhaps 100 similar facilities around the globe that can heat the ionosphere to unimaginably high temperatures because it's an electrically charged layer of the atmosphere. And when they beam millions of watts of power into it, causes an electrical chain reaction. They can create a high-pressure heat dome, frying everything underneath. They use this to steer up a level wind currents as well. But consider this headline. And this excerpt from the headline, extreme temperatures, persistent extreme drought, again related to climate engineering, absolutely positively, and its accompanying weather patterns are, quote, out of the ordinary. That's a statement word for word from this report from many major sources. They then state, and could cause the power grid to buckle across vast areas of the country this summer, leading to electricity shortages and blackouts. A U.S. power grid regulator said Wednesday. They're conditioning populations to accept what's coming. Now let's take a moment to consider this. Climate intervention operations radically hamper all major forms of alternative energy. By blocking direct sunlight, climate engineering elements radically reduce solar power output. By disrupting the hydrological cycle, i.e. causing record drought in so many regions and thus empty reservoirs, thus diminishing hydropower also directly related to climate engineering. And climate engineering overall, because it affects convection, affects wind flows in regions where wind turbines are and can reduce wind flow as well. All three primary forms of alternative energy can and are being directly impacted and manipulated by climate engineering operations, not to mention our food supply. From every conceivable direction, climate engineering is pulling the noose around our collective necks. More puzzle pieces. Those who control climate engineering control the matrix, as I've already stated a moment ago. Are we living on a prison planet run by a tyrannical elite from behind the curtain? Does that question even deserve an answer? The clinically insane have always sought and gained control of the majority. And how many are familiar with the notorious Stanford prison experiment and its parallels to today's rulers and societies? 
Stay tuned for an in-depth examination of the science behind the prison planet scenario we're already neck deep in. How long till total collapse if we remain in the current course? Again, stay tuned. We'll get to that. Biosphere collapse, again, the bottom line to all of it. Biosphere collapse, fueling the insanity on every front, from CV-19 to climate engineering. On the subject of total collapse, nature documentaries continue to push Pollyanna propaganda. How many times have I heard the following narrative on environmental documentaries? Quote, if we don't act today, our children and grandchildren will have a, quote, difficult life. For the record, this narrative is patently false. Here's the truth. Short of a complete course correction by the human race, our children will soon perish along with the rest of us. And our grandchildren, unless they're already here, will never be born in the first place. And to those that don't believe the horizon is that dark, you will believe it soon. Wait and see. And when the currently comatose are finally forced to wake up, how many will rise to the occasion and start doing their part to help turn the tide of insanity? Time will tell. You're listening to the weekly Global Alert News Hour, commercial-free, non-political, and covering the most dire and immediate threats we collectively face. This broadcast is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org. It is now aired on numerous AM and FM stations in cities throughout the U.S. This is Dane Wigington, your host of the Bad News Broadcast. On the subject of very bad news that most of the general population is hearing nothing about unless they're searching for data themselves and not listening to the spoon-fed corporate media scripted propaganda. Here's a headline from last week from multiple sources. 500,000 Germans severely injured by COVID-19 vaccines survey by top hospital shows. From that report, researchers at the Berlin, Germany, top hospital, one of Europe's largest, announced a high rate of COVID-19 vaccine severe side effects lasting months or longer based on a survey of about 40,000 Germans. Researchers estimate eight serious side effects per 1,000 vaccinated people compared to the estimate of 0.2 by Germany's vaccine watchdog organization. This equates to an underreporting factor, it's called the URF, of 40 times, which is almost exactly the same as the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting System, that's VAERS, URF estimate. So in both locations, Europe and the U.S., both reporting systems are estimated to be under-reporting vaccine injuries and death by 40 times. Think about that. Another headline, same theme last week. FDA limits use of Johnson & Johnson vaccine over blood clotting disorder. But experts say Pfizer-Moderna shots pose similar risk. The truth is finally beginning to surface. Another headline last week, same theme, bombshell. Majority of vaccinated people may have myocarditis. That doesn't bode well, does it? From that report, Dr. Robert Malone warns that heart inflammation may be widespread amongst the vaccinated. Who is Robert W. Malone, M.D.? He's the original inventor of the mRNA and DNA vaccines. And he stated this, I am concerned about how the technology is being developed and implemented. Here's a question. How many honestly and objectively investigated what they were allowing to be injected into themselves? How many? I had one experience with a friend 
before he received his injection, I suggested that he do some investigating. His eyes got wide. He looked at me with extreme alarm and said, quote, you're one of those. What does that mean? Yes, I'm one of those that thinks it's probably a good idea to investigate what you allow to be permanently injected into your body. Yeah, I'm one of those. Here's some recent statistics from the VAERS site, the Vaccine Adverse Event Recording System. As of the 1st of May, there were 1,255,355 reports of adverse events from all age groups following COVID-19 vaccines, including 27,758 deaths and 226,703 serious injuries. And again, as stated a moment ago, these figures are statistically radically underreported, and the Endura Vigilance Reporting System, which is Europe's reporting system, the numbers are far worse still. Please, please investigate and share what you learn with others. Well, I can still make a difference. Moving on to the foundational factor that's fueling total control of desperation on countless fronts. And that factor is unfolding and accelerating global ecological collapse. Climate engineering update, a sample. The weathermakers are ever more desperate to manipulate winter weather events, which are sensationalized by corporate media. The result, continuing the confusion and division in the population in regard to the true state of planetary meltdown. Short-term engineered surface cooldowns come at the cost of an even worse overall warming, a point to remember. And with these flash surface cooldowns, often they crush some crops in the process. Another benefit for those in power. Those who control the food supply control the populations. Keep that in mind. Headline from last week, drastically cooler air to surge across the western U.S., culminating with a late-season wintry weather event. The cold air comes from seeding cloud moisture with patented chemical ice-nucleating elements, creates a cold, dense layer of air that descends to the surface and creates these events. The event that's happening, just happened in Denver and still happening as of this morning, Denver is a basin, so it holds this cold air, and it's often used for this type of event in the late season. It's the only, one of the only places they can pull it off to this degree. Follow me through with these puzzle pieces to see just how extreme an event this is. From AccuWeather.com, this headline from last week, two seasons in two days, really in one day, as cold air and snow return to the central U.S. So let's consider Record high early season temperatures in so many regions of the Northern Hemisphere. Crop crushing 120 degree plus temperatures continued in India. 100 plus degree record high temperatures in many parts of the U.S. Along with continuing crop crushing, catastrophic drought, record wildfires, which are incinerating dead and dying forests. And now snow is falling in Colorado. Stop and think about that. The report stated wet, clinging snow, i.e. heavy, wet snow, the hallmark of chemical ice nucleation operations. Heavy, wet, concrete-like frozen material that I won't dignify by calling it snow and don't eat it. It's highly toxic, and that's not an opinion. It's a lab test proven fact. The AccuWeather report further states, quote, downed trees could fall onto power lines, which may leave people without Heat during the unseasonably cold 
weather. The state temperatures could even dip into the 20s and teens on Friday night and Saturday. Let's put this all into perspective. On Thursday of this week, the AccuWeather real field temperature for Denver, Colorado was 94 degrees officially. Temperatures on the ground likely hotter still. The snow begins the next day. On Friday, yesterday, this is not nature. It's completely out of control climate intervention operations. Search the engineering winter section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more, to see the patents, to see lab tests of chemical ice nucleating elements. This is a core part of climate engineering that no one but geoengineeringwatch.org is trying desperately to disclose. Is this not weather warfare? What else can it be called? And it's global. We can all speculate on the agendas and objectives of the global power brokers, but the fact that highly toxic and unimaginably destructive climate engineering operations are raging in skies all over the world is absolutely beyond dispute. More on the ongoing weather warfare later in this broadcast, but for the record, there can be no legitimate discussion of the climate or weather from any perspective without first and foremost acknowledging and addressing the climate intervention insanity. Again, why is geoengineeringwatch.org the only source that is desperately trying to sound the alarm on the chemical ice nucleation winter weather mayhem? What's a general rundown on the fruits of climate engineering? Flash cooldowns, flash heat waves, flash drought, record wildfires, epic deluges, unprecedented hailstorms, and much more. Does this mean there would be none of this without climate engineering? No. We have radically damaged the planet in countless ways. But what it means is when you intentionally intervene in these systems as they are trying to find another equilibrium, you exponentially worsen all of it. And we know without question that climate intervention operations are being used for purposes of power and control. We can see it on satellite imagery. For example, in the U.S. West, as I've stated so many times, we can see the climate engineers systematically cutting off the flow of precipitation from California. How many years has geoengineeringwatch.org warned about this, and how many continue to pretend it's not happening as if if they ignore it long enough, it will magically go away? Good luck with that. How's that working out so far? A footnote on Northern California engineered weather. At my home in the forest on the east side of Lake Shasta, or what's left of the forest, it was in the 30s a week ago, even at mid-morning. Next week, we are scheduled to hit 100 degrees. That's not nature. So many bone-dry days, skies filled with jet-sprayed climate engineering filth, science fiction-like skies, and almost none notice. It would seem the sky could be on fire and the majority would remain totally oblivious. The climate engineering insanity is inseparable from all these equations that I have described. And yet, as shockingly obvious as the climate engineering operations are in the skies above us nearly every day, the whole of the so-called climate science community continues to pretend it isn't happening. They continue to pretend it's just a proposal that we could, may, might, deploy someday. We live in a full-blown planetary asylum at this point, but there is a ray of light gleaming through the darkness. We now know from the communications traffic at geoengineeringwatch.org that more and more in populations are in fact waking up to what's happening in our skies. Many are sending geoengineeringwatch.org data links to everyone they can, media, 
climate science, environmental organizations, so-called elected officials. The list goes on and on. And this is exactly the kind of activist help that this battle so desperately needs to propel us toward a critical mass of awareness, which is the first and most important leap we can take in the right direction in this battle. See the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more about how you can help. Please help us to circulate this weekly broadcast, which is posted on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. In short, please help us to sound the alarm while it can still make a difference. Moving on, more headlines from last week. Eighth sandstorm since April turns everything orange, overwhelms Iraq. What a surprise. Weather warfare raging in Iraq, happening since 9-11. We've had the leaders of Iraq on the floor of the UN and other Middle Eastern countries as well, stating emphatically that NATO was waging weather warfare on them. Should that be any surprise at all? Of course not. This report states the dust was so intense, Baghdad airport was shut down, and locals are complaining that dust storms are happening every three or four days now. Let's rewind to earlier this year, a reminder of this report of mass deception from multiple science sources. In major move, Global Coalition pushes for moratorium on solar geoengineering, pretending again that it isn't happening, that weather warfare hasn't been raging since World War II. From that report, an international coalition of scientists and governance scholars launched an initiative that calls for a moratorium on the study and development of a controversial climate change mitigation strategy known as solar geoengineering. The report states, through the initiative, the scholars are calling for a, quote, international non-use agreement on solar geoengineering, end quote. This group states, quote, they are particularly opposed to the idea of spraying aerosols in the stratosphere to scatter some sunlight into space because the technology is ungovernable in a fair, democratic, and effective manner. Is that the best they can do? There is never, ever any mention of the fact that, oh, by the way, the millions of tons, hundreds of millions of tons being proposed to spray annually in our skies and that are being sprayed and have been sprayed for decades and decades. None of these so-called scientists ever mention, oh, by the way, all these particles settle down to the surface where we get to inhale them all. Highly bioavailable and bioaccumulative nanoparticles of toxic heavy metals, polymers, and what else we can't even identify without knowing what we're looking for. None of them ever mention this fact, or do they mention the newest, most recent, most extensive science study making clear that filling our atmosphere full of aerosols can provide only temporary cooling one or two years, and then the warming becomes radically exaggerated from these aerosols, and by the way, it destroys the ozone layer. They don't mention any of that. They just pretend that it could, may, might work, but it could be a little bit unfair to some people. And these are so-called scientists that were taught, trained, and programmed to blindly believe. Climate intervention operations are about power and control, period. Let's move on with more headlines from last week from MSN.com. Bad news for the 2022 hurricane season, they say. The loop current, a fueler of monster storms, is looking a lot like it did in 2005, the year of Katrina, with La Nina helping clear the way for a busy hurricane season. This wide current of warm water could spell disaster for the northern Gulf Coast. That is a warning to program populations to expect it. The U.S. military's hurricane manipulation program started in 1947. 
with Project Cirrus. How far have they come since? Please search geoengineeringwatch.org hurricanes and look at every single report we've done, including recording the radio frequency microwave transmissions that held storms in place like Hurricane Harvey in Texas. Please examine our reports. You will be shocked. Prepare for what's coming. Hurricanes are absolutely used as a weapon of war also. Not that hurricanes wouldn't happen without climate engineering. Of course they would. But they're being steered, which means that no hurricane anything can be considered a, quote, truly natural event. Nothing is untainted. Nothing. Also from last week, this from the UK Guardian and other sources, climate geoengineering must be regulated, says former World Trade Organization head. From that report, Pascal LeMay, former director general for the World Trade Organization and a former EU trade commissioner, now president of the Paris Peace Forum, said governments were increasingly likely to explore the possibilities of geoengineering This is completely insane. Of course they're geoengineering. Of course they are. Did they ask anyone permission to detonate 2,400 nuclear bombs? I've been over this again and again. And if you want to really grasp that insanity, please watch Trinity and Beyond, the nuclear bomb movie. It will shock you to the marrow. It exposes the true insanity of those in power. The report continues, as efforts to cut greenhouse gas emissions have so far been inadequate, nobody's trying to cut emissions. Let's face reality that so-called climate conferences are about strong-arming nations to continue going along with climate engineering. No one plans to change business as usual. But don't worry. The disinformation report tells us that, quote, geoengineering has not yet been tried. So they expect us to pretend that we're not actually seeing countless jets spraying our once blue skies. The jet spraying we are seeing, we're not actually seeing. Climate engineering has been ongoing and accelerating for over 75 years. Again, welcome to the asylum. On the same theme of the collective insanity, we're told that, quote, discovering a new way by which aerosols rapidly form and grow at high altitude. Listen to this carefully. This is a a true harbinger of just how insane our society is, just how insane the so-called climate science community is. From this report, Aerosol particles can form and grow in Earth's upper troposphere in an unexpected way. This is reports from the Cloud Collaboration. It's a paper published in the journal Nature. And they state, the new mechanism may represent a major source of cloud and ice seed particles in areas of the upper troposphere, exactly where the jet traffic is, where ammonia is efficiently transported vertically. They don't say how. In fact, here's what they say. How new aerosol particles form in the atmosphere remains unknown exclamation point that's their words and it shows that these particles are highly efficient at seeding ice crystals chemical ice nucleation for weather modification being sprayed from jet aircraft that anyone but the clinically blind can see with mountains of climate science data to back up what these processes are, lab tests, hundreds of them. Geoengineeringwatch.org has hundreds by ourselves. Proving that climate engineering elements are in these operations. Our groundbreaking film, The Dimming, again, you can view this for free at the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org, proves what these aircraft are emitting, all on film, all on the record. National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration flying lab with top scientists, flying to altitude, gathering samples from heavy aircraft, sampling those at one of the world's top labs, proving that they are spraying, and they're still pretending they have no idea where these aerosols are coming from. No idea. And this is, quote, science. Trust the experts, right? 
the experts that are paid by who to say what? From the climate engineering insanity to the medical industrial complex, that story is exactly the same. Experts paid by who to say what? Another headline, more on the insanity. Test of planetary cooling scheme could start in 2022. Again, another article pretending that we're not seeing what we're seeing in our skies. They say a controversial geoengineering plan aims to spray reflective particles into the stratosphere. Every single day now, there's half a dozen or more reports on climate engineering, all pretending that it isn't happening yet, but that we could, may, might need to do it. From this report, they state, little is known about how or whether solar geoengineering might work. It's only been going on for three quarters of a century in plain sight. They say even less is understood about the potential risks to people and the environment. How can they not know? How can the so-called climate science community not know that injecting, dispersing, spraying, aluminum, barium, strontium, manganese, polymer fibers, now we know graphene, spraying that into our skies will not wreak havoc on the entire web of life. All of it settles down to the surface. We all get to breathe it. We know all these elements are toxic in and of themselves. We know when they're combined, the toxicity can increase unimaginably, up to a hundred times worse, and they pretend they don't know what the risk could possibly be. They further state, once the world starts injecting sun-dimming particles, it likely won't be able to stop. Oh, it will stop, all right, when the planet's dead, or when the public takes to the streets with their proverbial pitchforks and torches and says no more, and attempts to at least salvage what's left of the Earth's life support systems. And those participating, those that are pretending they're doing their patriotic duty in the U.S. military, start showing the honor that they're expected to show with the oath they took to their countrymen to protect their countrymen from all threats, foreign and domestic, and start living up to that oath. Please live up to that oath, investigate what you're a part of, band together and stand up while it can still matter. This report then states... Sulfate aerosols, the combination of particles and water, can destroy the planet-protecting ozone layer. No, not can, is, has, and continues to. The particles can also heat up the stratosphere, changing air circulation and weather patterns. And it's not just the particles. It's the microwave transmissions as well, doing exactly the same, heating the atmosphere Climate engineering. Another headline from Forbes. Geoengineering injecting aerosols into atmospheres untested and dangerous. Blatant, glaring lie. Pretending it's not happening. Damage already done. Forgive me for continuing to beat this horse. One more headline that truly makes my blood boil. From news.mongabay.com. This headline. Geoengineering. Earth's climate future. Straight talk. Listen. Listen to that term, straight talk, with Wake Smith, author of Pandora's Toolbox, The Hopes and Hazards of Climate Intervention. From that report, what would help, they say, is if we could turn down the intensity of the sun a bit, then there's less energy coming into the climate system, and that cools the earth a little bit, they say. That sounds monumentally difficult, but volcanoes demonstrate that it's actually not quite that difficult, at least conceptually. We already know. Again, go to geoengineeringwatch.org and search the... Is it game over title with the most recent science data that proves conclusively that this whole hypothesis is completely wrong. Short term cooling one to two years at the cost of a far worse overall warming and destruction of Earth's protective atmosphere. And they're still pretending that this childlike hypothesis works. They continue. This is from the author Wake Smith, the straight talk with this person who pretends he's telling the truth. 
We're pretty confident, he says, that stratospheric aerosol injection would do what we intend. It would cool the earth, but might mess up rain patterns. That's, that's his terms, not mine. Somewhere, or kill rare swallows in some valley. Like, no big deal, right? What about people? What about the entire web of life? He states, don't know, but totally possible. How ad hoc off the hip are these so-called scientists? Just rolling the dice and pretending they know what will happen. The author of this new book, again, Pandora's Toolbox, The Hopes and Hazards of Climate Intervention, then states this, quote, Once we do this, we would intend to do it for decades, maybe a century or more. There's always the possibility, he says, that once we start, an unanticipated consequence causes us to stop. But if you did this, you would do it with intent, he says. It would be for a long time, every day, 365 days a year for decades at minimum, he says. He continues, we would do this from lots of airfields around the world in both northern and southern hemispheres so that it doesn't, quote, mess up the balance of weather in the two hemispheres. That sounds like a really sciencey response, doesn't it? He then states, what if we start the program just at the poles? After all, he says, that's where things are heating up the fastest. The best place to start. Stratosphere aerosol releases would be at the poles and then work toward the equator as we better understood the process. Guess what? That's exactly what the climate engineers did. Immediately after World War II, they began at the poles and they have worked their way toward the equatorial regions. And does it work? How's it going so far? We face near-term human extinction this decade. The end of this decade, that's a mathematical, statistical trajectory on the current course. And people like this still pretending that this is something that could, may, might save us? Total asylum. I don't have the words. I, if I had a recorder of, of what I mumble under my breath as I trek through the dying forest, everything that I love dying around me, every innocent creature, every bat, bird, bear, bee, subjected to this kind of insanity and these so-called scientists pretending that they're going to save us with this technology, I truly wouldn't want anyone else to hear what I mumble regarding the insanity that we are all sinking in. And how can one not be in a controlled state of rage at what's happening? To ignore injustice is itself injustice. More bad news breaking headlines in a moment. You're listening to the weekly installment of Global Alert News, the bad news broadcast installment number 354, May 21st, 2022. This is Dane Wigington, your host. Global Alert News is brought to you by geoengineeringwatch.org, the largest and most visited website in the world on the subject of climate intervention operations known as geoengineering. The commercial-free, non-political Global Alert News Hour is now broadcast on AM and FM stations in Northern California, Texas, Alabama, Florida, Denver, Washington, Washington State, Oregon, the Northeast, Sacramento, San Diego, San Francisco, Phoenix, Las Vegas, and others coming soon, hopefully. GeoengineeringWatch.org wishes to express our deepest gratitude to those that have helped us expand our reach and our voice in this desperate last hour effort to sound the alarm. And in regard to sounding the alarm, please help us to share the groundbreaking documentary titled The Dimming, which fully exposes the climate engineering atrocities. The best way to share this documentary is by circulating the direct link to The Dimming from the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Sharing directly helps us to overcome social media censorship. Please examine our ongoing legal action against the so-called fact-checker that is responsible for triggering Facebook's censorship of the dimming and all geoengineeringwatch.org data, quote, as false news, because of a single so-called scientist's say-so. He stated that he was, quote, 100% certain that climate engineering was not occurring. 
but didn't have a shred of data to back up his claim. The link to the full report on our legal action against this so-called fact-checker can be found on the geoengineeringwatch.org homepage. And to learn about this individual, you can view this title headline. Search it online and listen to the full debate. The title is called Debating the Geoengineering Reality, Dane Wigington and Caltech Scientist Douglas McMartin. On the subject of climate scientists and total disinformation, on Wednesday of next week, there's an open-to-the-public virtual webinar titled, quote, What's Really Wrong with the Planet? Search it out online and join in the conversation and ask the so-called climate scientists involved how they can justify their total denial of the single greatest climate-disrupting factor of all, the shockingly visible climate engineering elephant in the sky that they pretend they can't see. Because doing so, if they were to acknowledge they see it, that would jeopardize their paychecks and pensions. Sounding the alarm, sharing credible data from a credible source, holding so-called experts accountable is all desperately needed, and it will take all of us. Moving on, what else can climate engineering jet aircraft nanoparticle spray dispersions be used for? Think about it while considering this next new headline. From last week, climate change will lead to increasing spillover of viruses to humans, potentially causing new pandemics. For the record, graphene, which has now been found in almost all of our 100 recent lab tests, is used also as a biological carrier, not just for climate engineering operations, and it's used for that as well. We found the science studies showing graphene being used as an ice nucleating element, which is part of what I've described earlier in this broadcast, the engineering winter, endothermic reacting elements sprayed into cloud moisture like they've just done over Denver to create this flash freak cool down that they sensationalize, pretending it's so cold, cold, cold on a world that's in total meltdown, shallow surface layer of cold, chemically frozen material, lots of headlines, confuses and divides populations. But what else are those particles being used for? Is it a part of this headline like that, which I just read? And from that report, a groundbreaking study newly published in the journal Nature says climate change increases cross-species viral transmission risk. They continue. The study concludes that ongoing climate change will dramatically increase the potential for viruses that already exist among animal populations to be spread to humans. As has already happened, they say, from the SARS-CoV-2 scenario and others such as HIV and Ebola, collectively known as zoonotic animal-derived diseases. Yes, blindly believe the so-called experts that all that's unfolding is just nature being bad to us. Never mind the hundreds of biolabs around the world. Never mind the constant spraying of our skies under the official guise of mitigating global warming. Question, what conclusion do all the puzzle pieces point to once properly connected? You decide. Let's cover a fast and furious list of breaking bad news headlines before diving into the science experiment that provides shocking clarity regarding the behavior of the controllers and the inmates of our prison planet. First, cell phone radiation causing sharp spikes in Alzheimer's cases study suggests. The report says cell phone radiation has been a constant suspect when it comes to the development of cancerous brain tumors. Now a new study has found a concerning link between these devices and the onset of Alzheimer's. Researchers say excessive cell phone use and even Wi-Fi radiation can lead to increases in intercellular calcium levels in the brain. Another hallmark of the disease. And let's not forget aluminum. Let's not forget the world's foremost aluminum toxicity researchers 
that proved with peer-reviewed study that without aluminum in the equation, there would be no Alzheimer's in the normal human lifespan of 100 years. But that factor goes unmentioned. And what is the primary element in climate engineering patents? What is the primary element showing in every single precipitation test we do at geoengineeringwatch.org? Aluminum nanoparticles raining down through the air column, being inhaled by every single one of us in the entire web of life. But the aluminum element, again, goes unmentioned, especially by organizations like the Alzheimer's Foundation that has members of the aluminum industry sitting on their board. Fox is running the hen houses from top to bottom. That's how the matrix is run. Next headline from multiple sources. Japan OK's plan to release Fukushima nuclear plant wastewater. Many think Fukushima somehow magically went away. It's just beginning. And Fukushima is an extinction-level event if other factors don't do the job first, which is certainly going to be the case on the current course. New headline from the UK Guardian. Australian authorities to buy out fisheries, citing climate crisis. Buying out fisheries as if that's going to somehow salvage the fishing industry. Oceans are dying all over the globe. Fukushima is only one factor, more key factor, larger factor, destruction of the ozone layer. Oceans are superheating, one, don't want to forget that, but the destruction of the ozone layer is allowing immense UV radiation to hit the surface of the oceans, killing plankton. Plankton population is down about 60 to 70%. No plankton, no people, simple equation. We're converting to what's known as Canfield Ocean. Look that one up. A superheated, lifeless, stratified, oxygenless dead zone. Ocean's done. That's the road we're on. Next headline, destructive Derecho slams Midwest and Northern Plains. Climate engineers can and are manipulating wind flows. That's done with atmospheric pressure zones that can be induced with ionosphere heaters like HARP. Please view the film Holes in Heaven, narrated by Martin Sheen. You can find it online for free to learn much more about these weapons of mass destruction, ionosphere heaters. Next headline from Fizz.org. Climate change is heating up Florida. Plug that into what I just covered. That could bring more wildfires, new report warns. Again, please search the engineering wildfire section on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org. Climate engineering cannot be separated from the conditions that are allowing these fires to burn with such intensity. The source of ignition is another subject. Any moron with a match can do that. Next headline from grist.org. Flash droughts are Midwest's next big climate threat. How do they know? These institutions say what they're told to say. They read their scripts as they're told to do. And they program populations to expect what's coming because they were told it was coming. That's how it works. Report states new research shows that dry weather is coming on more quickly than before with little advance warning. These particles that the climate engineers spray are desiccants. Aluminum is a desiccant. It absorbs atmospheric moisture. Now let's add ionosphere heater, high pressure zones, high pressure heat dome like the ridiculously resilient ridge over the west and you have a drought. And when you can see them on satellite imagery cutting off the flow of precipitation, for example, coming into the U.S. West, there's no question this is climate engineering induced scenarios. Next headline. Italy's longest river fed by melt from the Alps dries up. Think about that. Threatening agricultural collapse. Not threatening. With no water, it will collapse. The report states, Euronews reports that currently a drought is so severe, the drought in Italy, that it threatens the breadbasket of Italy. The drought has dried up the Po River so severely that seawater is now being pulled upstream. The report then states, quote, for farmers in this area, it means salt water seeping into the earth and poisoning crops, which are blackened and wilting. As I cover the next headlines, please keep in mind, ionosphere heaters and their effect, as I have just covered, and crushing crops. 
controlling populations by controlling food supplies. Next headline, India bans wheat exports as heat wave hurts crops, slaughtered their wheat crop, which they expected to be a bumper crop, but a surprise heat wave wiped it out. They say domestic prices soar. Next headline, same theme, wheat soars on U.S. crop worries and Ukraine export obstacles. Next headline, same theme, winter wheat in U.S. emerges in worst shape on record, so says the USDA, U.S. Department of Agriculture. In the words of former U.S. President Lyndon Baines Johnson, he who controls the weather controls the world. How true it is. From ZMScience.com, in five years, the world could break a key climate threshold nearing the point of no return. Oops, too late. That happened about two decades ago. Now the question is, can anything be salvaged of Earth's life support systems? Will anyone make it through what's coming? Next headline from Climate Action Australia. The dominoes are falling fast. We face a climate emergency. Yes, already here. Next headline from the UK Independent. Solar panel set to be mandatory on all new buildings under EU plan. Think that'll save us? Think again. Take the time to view Planet of the Humans about renewable energy. Next headline. Lifelines of renewable energy can steer world out of climate crisis. Same theme from the UN chief pretending that so-called renewable energy, which it's not, can save us. Yes, it's better than burning hydrocarbon outright or carbon fuels. Better than that. No question. Going to save us? No. From the World Economic Forum, electric car supplies are running out. What's it mean for net zero targets? This is all total facade. It's all totally unsustainable, completely. How obvious can that be? For how many years can slave labor children dig rare earth minerals out of starving to death countries to build our electric cars? Who could think this could possibly continue? Next headline from The Guardian. The UK Guardian, world is at boiling point. Humanity must redefine relationship with nature, says report. Most of humanity is totally disconnected from nature. They're connected to Walmart. They're connected to McDonald's. They're connected to their iPhones. Nature is no longer on their radar. No nature, no habitat, no humans. And we're about to find that out the hard way. Next headline, United States ocean conservation efforts have, quote, major gaps analysis shows. Really? You think? Even at the so-called protected channel islands off the coast of California, what did our government allow? They allowed the dumping of 500,000 barrels of DDT. Look it up. I know about that. I spent so many years diving at the channel islands and watching them die. Next headline, Chicago was hotter than Death Valley as heat wave surged north, and now it's snowing in Colorado. From ProPublica.org, the Southwest drought and fires are a window to our climate change future. It's a window to our climate engineering future as well. They're giving us the scheduled weather. Next headline, U.S. Bureau of Reclamation fudges water levels in Lake Mead to avoid implementing additional water cuts. Let's just lie about it and pretend there's more there than there is. Should that be any surprise from our criminal cabal that masquerades as the government of the United States. Next headline, it's so hot in India that birds are falling out of the sky, but it's snowing in Colorado. Next headline from last week, multiple sources, flash droughts coming on faster, global study shows. They say these events can wipe out crops. Where have I heard that before? Another headline from last week, worst drought in decades devastates Ethiopia's nomads. There's hardly been a drop of rain in parts of Ethiopia for 18 months. Dried up carcasses of goats and cows and donkeys litter the landscape. 
We don't see any of that in the U.S., do we? Nothing. Another headline, like an inferno, U.S. West burning at furious pace so far. Another related headline, New Mexico blaze is now the largest wildfire in state history, and it's only May. Next headline, California wildfire season begins early with first months of 2022, the state's driest on record. Late season rain in Northern California fueled growth of grasses, but did nothing for the dying trees. What a perfect template for wildfires to explode and expand yet again in the North State. Search the Engineering Wildfire section of the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn more on that subject. I'm almost out of time in this broadcast. Let's cut to the chase. Why is all this happening? And the vast majority are doing exactly nothing to stop it. Let's connect some dots, starting with this. The Stanford Prison Experiment. In 1971, psychologist Philip Zimbardo and his colleagues set out to create an experiment that looked at the impact of becoming a prisoner or a prison guard. Known as the Stanford Prison Experiment, the study went on to become one of the best known in psychology's history. What was the experiment about? Dr. Zimbardo was a former classmate of the psychologist Stanley Milgram, who is best known for his famous obedience experiment known as the Milgram Experiment. If you're not familiar with that, I've been over it on numerous previous broadcasts. Please, please research that. Very shocking. Dr. Zimbardo on the prison experiment was interested in expanding upon Milgram's research. He wanted to further investigate the impact of situational variables on human behavior. The researchers wanted to know how the participants would react when placed in a simulated prison environment, i.e. modern so-called democracies, debt slave societies like the U.S., The researchers wondered if physically and psychologically healthy people who knew they were participating in an experiment would change their behavior in a prison-like setting. The researchers set up a mock prison in Stanford University's psychology building. They selected 24 undergraduate students to play the roles of both prisoners and guards. The participants were chosen from a larger group of 70 volunteers because they had no criminal background, lacked psychological issues, and had no significant medical conditions. The volunteers were paid to participate for a two-week period. The simulated prison included three six-by-nine-foot prison cells. Each cell held three prisoners and included three cots. Other rooms across from the cells were utilized for the jail guards and the warden. One tiny space was designated as the solitary confinement room, and yet another small room served as the prison yard. The 24 volunteers were then randomly assigned to either the prison group or the guard group. Prisoners were to remain in the mock prison 24 hours a day during the study. Guards were assigned to work in three-man teams for eight-hour shifts. The guards were allowed to go home after their daily shift. Researchers were able to observe the behavior of the prisoners and the guards using hidden cameras and microphones. Here's the results. While the Stanford prison experiment was originally slated to last 14 days, it had to be stopped after just six days due to what was taking place with the student participants. The guards became abusive and the prisoners began to show signs of extreme stress and anxiety. Let's consider that for a moment. The parallels to so-called industrialized, militarized society. The guards became abusive and the prisoners began to show signs of extreme stress and anxiety. And in the case of modern industrialized, militarized societies, neither side of this equation paying any attention whatsoever to the oncoming and accelerating train of abrupt climate and environmental collapse. And the now inevitable collapse is not just from the loot, plunder, pillage, and pollute until nothing is left policy that's required for industrialized, militarized, so-called society to exist. There is, on top of it all, the ongoing willful decimation of the planet's natural life support functions, 
covert climate intervention operations. They're at the core of that equation. Back to the Stanford prison experiment. While the prisoners and guards were allowed to interact in any way they wanted, the interactions were increasingly hostile or even dehumanizing. The guards began to behave in ways that were aggressive and abusive toward the prisoners. While the prisoners became passive and depressed. And where society at large is concerned, what comes next? Mass formation psychosis, simplified, a form of collective insanity. I've been over this in previous broadcasts. Deep denial of self-evident realities is a part of this insanity, i.e. a form of willful blindness, an unwillingness to even acknowledge real and present dangers, let alone respond accordingly to those dangers in any meaningful way. Back to the experiment, five of the prisoners began to experience severe negative emotions, including crying and acute anxiety, and had to be released from the study early. Even the researchers themselves began to lose sight of the reality of the situation. Dr. Zimbardo, who acted as the prison warden, overlooked the abusive behavior of the jail guards until a graduate student voiced objections to the conditions in the simulated prison and to the morality of continuing the experiment. Question, what percentage of societies are openly and constructively objecting to the blatant immorality like the ongoing climate intervention assault in our skies? The environmental and toxicological consequences of which would take me hours to even begin to cover. Skies filled with toxic climate engineering elements and the majority continuing to pretend that they don't see a thing because that's what they are officially told to see. Nothing. The final and profound conclusion from the prison experiment is this. Because the guards were placed in a position of power, they began to behave in ways they would not usually act out in their everyday lives or in other situations. The prisoners placed in a situation where they believed they had no real control became submissive and depressed. Question, how many in today's societies on both sides of what amounts to the same equation are increasingly in the exact categories mentioned? You decide. We must all deeply ponder the power that societal roles and expectations can play in a person's behavior. As I've stated so many times, those in power could not do what they do without the active or passive support of the majority population. Simplified, we have seen the enemy, and he is us. With each passing day, the sand in the hourglass is running down. Each day we don't act is a day lost in this battle that we can never reclaim. As I've tried to point out so many times, those in power are not gods and we are not helpless. Please, march with me in this all-important battle to salvage what is yet left of the planet's life support systems. That battle starts with exposing and halting climate engineering operations. We must reach a critical mass of awareness. Time is not on our side. Share credible data from a credible source. Review the activist suggestions link on the homepage of geoengineeringwatch.org to learn specific details about how you can help to move this fight forward. Make your voice heard. Make every day count. Never yield to the collective insanity ever. Until next week, stay strong. This is Dane Wigington from geoengineeringwatch.org.